Welcome to the Bull and Hawk Sports Show. I am CG Hawk, one of the co-hosts of the program. Recording on December 26th. In some countries, it is Boxing Day. So I want to wish a warm greetings, festive greetings to anyone who is celebrating Boxing Day. And in order to celebrate Boxing Day, I'm going to go over a Premier League match I just watched between Fulham and Southampton. took place at the Cottage, Craven Cottage in London, home of Fulham. This was a match between Southampton have come across some struggles as of late losing some of their best scorers like Danny Ainge who's been hurt and Fulham recently has come with three straight draws coming into this match so great form so far for Fulham not picking up wins but as a fan I'll take a draw over a loss any day so now to the lineups here on Boxing Day for Southampton the visitors in goal Ox McCarthy defenders Kyle Walker-Peters, Ryan Bertrand, Jack Stevens, Jan Benderak, midfielders James Ward-Prowse, Stuart Armstrong, Ibamina Diallo, Phil Walcott, forwards Shane Lawn, and Shay Adams. Now for Fulham's starting 11. In goal, Alphonse Areola, defenders the captain, Joachim Anderson, Tosin Arribayo, Olania, midfielders, Bobby Decorda Reed, better known as Bobby Reed, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Harrison Reed, Andre, Frank, Zambo, and Grisa, Anthony Robinson, and then forwards, Ivan Cavallero and Adamola Lukman. And Alexander Mitrovic, the Serbian star, the striker, who has been struggling in the last 10 matches. He has not scored a goal, which is uncharacteristic for him. And a little bit worrying. For a while, it seemed he was dealing with, in his own head, he was couldn't get out of his own way. Struggling to score. It seemed that it was a mental block. And the past few matches, he has started a few of them. Some he has sat on the bench, and this one he did not start. He came in with like less than 10 minutes to go in this match, but he didn't start again. And not even until probably the 80th minute did he even get changed. He was wearing a huge black jacket with a beanie, sweatpants, gloves. So he was pretty much in a uniform that would not, at least based on appearance, show he was coming out onto the pitch anytime soon. That was what the commentators mentioned in my own thoughts looking at uh, Mitrovic's attire. Now to the game. Fulham, I think personally they've started to get over the jitters. Probably the first half of the season, multiple games, they allowed a goal right away, like less than 10 minutes in. And also, right after halftime, they allowed goals as well. 
there's some sort of just getting back onto the pitch jitters that the team always struggled to completely have the defense set and all the men guarding their booster guarding and they would allow a goal and it would be devastating. The team would fall down 1-0 right away. And this is not an offensive juggernaut team by any means. We're a team that tries to keep the other side from having many opportunities on the goal, have more of a defensive. And even in games where it's a draw, 0-0 or 1-1, most of the time we don't try to go for the splashy goal, the splashy offense, and let our defense become less hardened, less prepared. We times try to go for the draw, not for the win, which I wish we go for the win, but I'll take a draw over a loss. And now for the stats. Possession, pretty close, 53-46. to 46. Vision, the Saints, so advantage for the Saints. Shots on target, 2-1. to one. We had 10 shots, they had 3. Touches, passes, tackles, they had the advantage. Clearances, corners, offsides, we had the advantage. And yellow cards, we had 2, they had nil. And the fouls conceded. They had 12, we had 15. So pretty much close all around. No team dominated the statistics. This was a well-played game defensively. Well-played. Not many mistakes on either side. Both teams took advantage of the few opportunities they had. Not by getting goals, but at least trying to get some sort of nice pass, nice touch, or shot on net that ended up not working. But... Both teams tried hard and took some steps to try to get on the scoreboard. Right away, there was a eighth minute. Alamo Lookman had a left foot shot from the left side of the box. The goalie, Ox McCarthy, saved it. And pretty much back and forth fouls on both sides. Some shots passes early on both teams were getting ready for the pace of play looked on equal terms pretty much the whole first half there wasn't very many opportunities a few opportunities that were missed the net just lawn shots foul shots that didn't get close to the box in the 38th minute bobby reed got a yellow card for a bad Foul. This was a bad foul by Bobby Reed. And luckily, nothing happened. There wasn't any goal by the Saints. Then halftime, nil-nil at halftime. Good job by Fulham to keep it at Nil nil. One of the big moments of the match was a free kick for the Saints. So Southampton got a free kick and their captain, James Ward Prowse, got an opportunity. He had made free goals so far this season off of free kicks. So James Ward Prowse has shown capable and competent when having opportunities to shoot free kicks. So they gave the ball to James Ward-Prowse. He had a beautiful bender 
that went to the left, and it could have went in, but it was a little far, and Shea Adams almost got it, but kind of bumbled it, couldn't get it. It took a weird bounce and bounced out of bounds. That was the big first opportunity for Southampton to get on the board. Shea Adams, if he had a little bit of a cleaner touch, he was able to corral the ball that took a weird bounce. Maybe he could have put it in for 1-0 Southampton, but alas for them, nothing happened, even though there was a brilliant free kick by James Ward-Prowse. Later in the 55th minute, this was the first big shot attempt for Fulham. Ivan Cavallero had a brilliant opportunity. He was in the zone, alone. Just him and the goalie, Alex McCarthy, and Ivan misjudged the trajectory, and his header way too high, way over the top of the net, out of bounds, not even close. And that was a brilliant opportunity if Ivan had taken advantage. It could have been 1-0 Fulham, but too high. And I like how on um, the Premier League.com it mentions, I use this as reference, and it says a bit too high. But watching the game live, that's not the case. It was way too high. So just a little bit of word, wording funny. Later, keep moving on, 63rd minute. Fia Walcott almost got a through ball, but Kyle Walker-Peters was caught offside. Both sides missed some attempts. There could have been chances, just nothing happened. Then in the 70th minute, Southampton believed they had maybe got a penalty when there was a handball by Fulham, maybe. Off Ivan Carlero. I thought it was off his chest. And VAR took a look at it. The referees looked at it for a few minutes. And they decided that there was no penalty to be awarded to Southampton. So stayed at no penalty. Then Fulham had some attempts blocked. Frank Inguisa had a header from the center box blocked. Ruben left his cheek blocked. Then we move to the 75th. Anguissa was shown the yellow card for a bad foul. Just a normal everyday tackle that got too much of the offensive player's foot and a tackle gave a yellow card to Anguissa. Then in the 75th minute, Shane Lawn had a brilliant chance, brilliant goal that was not allowed. It looked like Shane Lawn had put the Saints on the board 1-0 when Bertrand, nice pass to Shane Lawn, baked it in 1-0 Southampton. But then the refs looked at it and VAR looked at it and in the end, Shane Lawn was found to be offsides. So 0-0 still. Moving on. Free kick was won by Fila Walcott of Southampton, but nothing happened. Then there was a handball by Stuart Armstrong, but no penalty. 83rd minute, Alexander Mitrovic came onto the pitch, replacing Bobby Reed. Mitrovic ripped off his jacket, his sweatpants, his ripped off his beanie, got on, ready to go. Maybe make an impact with seven minutes left in this match. 
And he made some impacts. His physicality is always one of Mitrovic's strong suits. Very physical. Loves to tackle. When he gets opportunities, he can usually make some sort of magic happen in certain aspects. He looked pretty good in his seven minutes. Then in the 85th, it looked like Southampton has scored yet again to make it 2-0. But just with the first one that was taken off to make it 0-0, this one was also no goal. So still 0-0. There was a goal return. Phil Walcott looked like he got in the brilliant header and brilliant touch. Passed to him and then he took advantage, banked it in. But the refs and VAR looked at it, and Shea Adams was offsides. This was super close. They showed the replay multiple times. As like, is he offsides on the TV and on the replay? They have the blue lines showing the offside markers, and it looked like he was offsides. His foot was like inches less than like an inch over the blue line. And I think if I was watching this game live at Craven Cottage at the stadium, I probably would have known what to think. Was it offsides? Was it not? Because in real time, he didn't look offsides at all. But when they showed the replay, he did look offsides. Shea Adams. And just bad luck. I don't think Shea Adams was doing anything wrong. It was just accident. He had to get Farver on to make the pass, and he just, his stride, barely over the blue line. So no goal, so still nil-nil. Substitution, 90th minute, Niskins Cabano, coming into his sixth match this season, replaced Adam Lookman. Nice to see Cabano get some minutes. He never plays, so nice to see him get some minutes out on the pitch and maybe do something. He did have one attempt by Niskins Cabano, he had a nice pass to the striker. Ruben left his cheek, but nothing occurred. And then Seb Hapton, 90th minute extra time, replaced Shane Lawn with Daniel Landulu. The young player came in. And then finally, last two touches in the 90th minute, plus two, so 92nd minute. Alexander Mitriot had a left foot shot from center box. Oh, this is so close. I thought it was going to go in. I thought it could have been 1 0 Whites. But just missed. Antti Robinson had a great pass. Left footed shot, passed it over the edge, got it to Alexander Mitrovic, and he had had no time to set himself. He's had to write him the money right then, square up and shoot it, and he did. And it was just to the left of the net. Pretty much the net was right there. And then right corner, crossbar, just went out of bounds. So kept it at nil-nil. 94th minute, Olenia had a right foot shot from the box. But a brilliant block by Stevens. Jack Stevens blocked it. Once he blocked it, the game final whistle went off. Nil-nil, draw. And all of his teammates and the coaches applauded Stevens with that block. He pretty much saved a potential game winner, maybe. I don't think anything was going to happen, but great block, just the same, and it kept it at nil-nil. So the final whistle went off. Nil-nil. Where we stand after this, 
Fulham remains 18th with now 11 points on the season. Southampton drops to 8th with 25 points. They were in 5th, so that's too bad they fell. They played hard, played well. Fulham fan, excited we didn't lose. We could have lost. There was two opportunities for them to score. It could have been 2-0. I mean, maybe even 3-0. I think it could have even been probably free. If all the opportunities in the game were taken advantage of, it probably would have been 3-2 Southampton with Shea Adams bumbling the ball and missing a brilliant close-to-the-net one-off Ward Prowse's free kick. Then Phil Walcott's goal being taken off the board due to Shea Adams being offside. And then also the other one that was taken off the board for being offside by Shane Lawn. So those were the three goals that could have went in for Southampton. And then for Fulham, the two goals that could have went in were Ivan Cavalero's header too high. If he had been able to square it better, it could have been on the board. And then Alexander Mitrovic just missing with the last minute left foot shot. So it could have been 3-2 Southampton. But instead, it was nil-nil. Next fixtures for Fulham. December 30th, on the road, we travel to face the Tottenham Hotspur. And at Southampton's next game is on December 29th versus West Ham at home at, at St. Mary's. I think Southampton could get opportunity to win a game against West Ham. And then for Fulham... We could beat the Spurs. I don't think it's insane. The Spurs are a good team. As of late, they have not been playing the best under Jose Mourinho. It's been the same story as of late with Harry Kane and Sung playing great, scoring many goals, but the rest of the side can't get any goals. So they're struggling to balance out the team. So nil-nil draw. Fulham picks up another point. And Southampton also picks up a point as well to conclude this match here on Boxing Day. Thank you for listening to the Long Sports Show. This was a Boxing Day coverage of the Premier League, Fulham, Southampton. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And see you next week here on the Bullenhawk Sports Show. Benny the Bull and I are very excited for New Year's. We might do something fun on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, depending on scheduling. Thank you, and talk to you soon.